we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. But then Carlton Pearson was there. And this was when Carlton was doing the Azusa stuff. And he was in there and, you know, doing his, <laughs> he was doing his thing, you know, just, uh, you know, mixing up stuff or whatever. And then he began to kind of talk. But what he was doing was, and this was, this, and this was when I first started preaching, you know, just really, I guess, accepting my call to speak. But at this time, God was like preparing me or showing me the things that were going to happen eventually. And so while I was sitting there, God began to speak to me. You know, the Holy Ghost will talk to you. See, somebody's like, what's that? What's the Holy Ghost? The Holy Ghost, that unction. The Bible calls it an unction. You ever been getting ready to do something and an unction come and stop you? That's the Holy Ghost. Ever been getting ready to go somewhere and the unction tells you you can't go? That's the Holy Ghost. And if you don't have the spirit of the Lord, you're not saved. That's why these folks talking about, I accepted God and Jesus. They can say it all they want, but if the spirit didn't come in them, they're not saved. And the way I know the spirit didn't come in them is because nothing changed. This is the gospel I'm preaching today. So I'm on the program. Nobody knows me. I'm unknown. I'm on the program. Carlton Pearson began to talk or whatever. And dude was, you know, he, he was just talking the scriptures and, the, you know, and, the, you know, the word, you know, uh, uh, see, see, God wants us all to be, you know, uh, ec- ecumenical. And see, ecumenical back in the Bible days, it meant something different than what you think it means. And he just kept doing that. And it means this and it means that, but it means something different than what you thought. And what, what you thought and what it really is. See, because if you go into the Greek and then go into the Hebrew and then get the, get the pages from uh, 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 Turkey that were released only to a few people. And, and so I'm sitting there and the Holy Ghost just really started speaking to me and telling me that he was an apostate and what he was doing was demonic. It's like the Lord just was just telling me, he said, that's not me. I don't talk like that. That's not my spirit. So I'm sitting there with my little notes, you know, cause I'm going to go up next. Then the Lord speaks to me and said, don't preach what you wrote. You got to get up and go against what he just said. That was my training ground, Jay Bryan. I, I'm, I'm, I was in training. That's how God did me. Remember when you were little and, you know, wasn't no such thing as a swimming class when we were young. Well, how did they teach you how to swim? <laughs> you had to half drown. That, that was your swimming lesson. You got flung in the pool. Flung in the pool. Get out. Get your way out of that pool. And you got out, didn't you? Oh, no swimming class? And you gonna pay? For these small kids? Oh, yes. Man, they would just throw us. And they throw us in old nasty creek. (laughs) Murky, that's the word. Old murky waters. You got thrown in the swamp. Just old moat. But, yeah, so that this is God's training ground for me. Just get out there and do what I tell you to do. And that's the way it was. So I had to get up behind this man. That was the scaredest. 
I remember how I felt. I've never been that scared before in my entire life. That was the scariest experience. My voice was trembling. I was scared. I, I was scared. I was scared because I was looking at the people, and the people were so confused after he finished speaking. They were so confused. They were everybody's ready to throw their Bible away. And y'all remember that's what Jim Jones did. That's how he got the people to go to Guyana with him. He tossed the Bible. He threw the Bible away. And that's pretty much what Carlton was doing. He was discrediting everything everyone knew. So when he got finished, everyone doubted what they knew. Because if I thought this meant this and it didn't, and I thought this meant this and it didn't, then then there's no need of me reading it. So we'll just do what you say. You know, and then I remember that night, we were in the room, and this, this particular room, one of the walls in the room, I remember, was, a, was, was, a, was a, 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 a window. It was just a huge window, and you could see the whole downtown, I think, skyline and all of that. And I remember I was getting ready for bed. Well, I was in the bed, actually, and the Lord woke me up. The Lord woke me up and told me to go to the window. Okay. And he told me to go to the window, and he told me to look. And see, when I looked out, I just saw cars or whatever, whatever. And the Lord began to minister to me, this is what you see when you speak. You see my world. You don't see individual faces. You don't see people. You see my world. I've called you to speak to my world. Not your words. Because if you look at faces, you're going to preach your word. Your word. But if you look at it as my world, you'll speak to my world. And so I remember I was looking out the window as the Lord was speaking to me. And he was telling me, you know, to preach it. And I I began to kind of think things. I wasn't necessarily talking. I was just thinking like, but Carlton, you know, he's he's popular. He's, everybody knows him. Everybody, you know, he's famous. And the Lord spoke to me and told me, he said, but he's not mine. He said, these guys aren't mine. And I said, but they, you know, they have the platforms and they have the fans. Everybody, what God said, this is what the Lord told me. I said, they have the platforms and all that. And the Lord spoke to me and said, preach the word regardless. Regardless. Regardless of where you are. Regardless of where you're standing. Regardless of where they are and what they have. You preach the word regardless. And so I began to think about, you know, well, but this leader of this denomination, ain't no way they're going to let me come. This leader of this denomination, there's no way he's going to let me. I'm like, where am I going to speak this? And God spoke to me and told me 20 years from now, it was exact. He said, 20 years from now, all those denominations will be led by homosexuals. Because I told my wife that that night, he said, 20, God spoke that 20 years from now. All those denominations will be led by homosexuals. You preach the word regardless. You know, people come in here, y'all come in here, some of y'all and other people come and they just, they're just, you know, sometimes they're amazed by how the message goes forth without any concern for the people as far as feelings and emotions. I mean, the message is concerned for the people, but as far as what people might think or how they're going to react, the message just goes forth. 
Right? It's uncut. It's uncut. And it's like that for a reason because I never wanted to. One thing I noticed about Carlton that night that disgusted me was his mannerisms. And I was just thinking, he's just dainty as a man. No, no, I'm not even being funny. He was dainty. It was a sign that he was more concerned about how he looked to the people than the people. And I'm not talking about what he had on. I'm talking about people's perception of him. Because he always wanted to be, and he talked about it that night, a friend to Hollywood. And two celebrities. That's why I never went to Azusa and I never watched the Azusa stuff because I thought it was just a flamo convention. And folks were saying, Oh, the power, the Holy Ghost, the power. And I was like, Nah, they clowning in that. TBN became black because before that it was, you know, Lily. Now all of a sudden, you know, they found out that if you really want to fool some folks, Go get the Negras. I mean, how does Peter Popoff still come on BET? Holy blankets. I'm selling holy blankets. You lay this on you and you're going to have $1,000 in the mailbox. Peter Popoff. Miracle Spring Water. I drunk the water and God blessed me with hundred dollars <laughs> boy that was Ozarka <laughs> it don't give you nothing but a shot a shot of spring water that's all you need <laughs> miracle spring water and it's still happening and everybody that testify is black everybody in the crowd is black friend of mine was his MD. That's musical director. Somebody's like, MD? His doctor? No. He don't need a doctor. He got the miracle spring water. What do he need a doctor for? He break his arm. He just... <laughs> you know, doctor... <laughs> but he, friend of mine was his MD he called me up one time hey doc man I got this I got this other thing I need to do this weekend I want to know if you'll do something for me I said what will you go play for Peter Popoff $2,500 a service I said what's his number <laughs> and you get the water is, it, is the water free too Twenty five hundred and the water, man! I'd be set. Can I pour the water? Can I pour the water on the money? That would just be phenomenal. And I told him, I said, man, if you don't get off my phone, and why you playing for it? So I'm going to Hampton University to speak. Supposed to be 20, 2,500 students there where I'm speaking. 
The five percenters uh, called my brother-in-law's. They had a representative call my brother-in-law who was managing me at the time and told him that if I came and spoke, they were going to kill me, that they had a sniper in the audience. And they were going to kill me because I was speaking out against the 5% doctrine and they were real militant at this time. This is, you know, this time, they, this is when, you know, it was, it was really, really big with, with these guys, most deaf and diggable planets and all those guys. They were huge at this time. So me speaking out against them and their music or whatever, you know, they took it personally because their music is their daddy. So they called in this threat that they were going to do this. And I was like, uh-oh. You know, but I had been doing the truth behind hip-hop a little bit, so, and God had kind of built me, so I, you know, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still do it. So we went to this place called The Great Steak. Oh, Yasha. Where you cook your own steak. It's closed down now, but man, you take me to Virginia, you better have that on the, on, on the schedule. Man, we used to go in there and eat, boy, and you make your own steak. Much butter as you want <laughs> on a grill, open grill. Then you butter the toast and put the toast right next to the steak. It was good, too. I don't even know if they serve vegetables. <laughs> Man, forget the vegetables. I'm over here grilling my steak. <laughs> I eat vegetables later. So we were sitting in the great state, this, this restaurant, and this guy comes in with the people who had brought me down, and we were trying to discuss safety things, alternatives, because these guys were pretty militant. They had pretty much put the word out on the university. Some of the students were afraid to come. It was a, I remember everything I had on that day, y'all. I remember this day like it was yesterday. And so I'm sitting at this table, and this guy comes in, and they're like, oh, yeah, that's prophet so-and-so. And, you know, I wasn't too big on folks with the name Prophet. But when he came up, he said, no, don't call me that. Just call me so-and-so. So I was like, okay, I like him. And he sat down, and they were like, uh, he says he has a message from the Lord for you. So we wanted to invite him. And I could look at him and tell this was, you know, this, this is for real. Plus, it's a, a threat to kill me. So I, <laughs> any word I could get. He might know the back door way out. He might, I mean, I, whatever you got to say, I'm taking. So he sat down and he said, man, don't worry about it tonight. He said, you know, this is just one of many instances where the devil's going to try to get you. He said, because God has an assignment for you. He said, but the devil can't stop it. He said, son, you preach the word regardless. I said, Okay. I said, all right. I said, I'm, I'm going to do it. He said, let me tell you something. He said, you worried about Azusa and these other preachers? Because at the time, y'all don't understand. These were the guys that were suing me, threatening me. I mean, they felt like I was messing the money up. You getting $100,000 to just speak, then if I'm speaking against it, I'm messing with a whole lot of zeros. And folks die for that with this church mafia stuff. Can I just be honest with you? He said, you worried about that? He said, let me tell you something. He said, that whole circle of men is controlled by homosexuality. He said, they all have to go through this one, and this one is homosexual. 
He said, I've been in the room with these guys. And this is what they talk about. And he began to call them all out by name. Tell me, I mean, their history. This one is a licensed sex offender in this state. This one has, I mean, he just, and it, y'all, it was God. Because I'm, at the time, I'm thinking, like, I'm just thinking that they are big and they don't like me. But I didn't know that they were devils. And that's why they didn't like me. And this isn't to put anybody out there as far as personal stuff that people are dealing with or whatever. Because we all, God has delivered us all from something. But this is the stuff they do in the name of church to build the church hierarchy to stop people from preaching truth. So if you ever wondered why you don't hear the truth on big platforms that you hear in here, it's because these guys stop it. I mean, I was watching the potter's touch. And Eddie Long looked at the TV and spoke to me. Looked at the TV. I'm telling you, he looked at the camera and said, young man that's coming against us, come and lay. You need to come and lay prostrate before us. See, you're out of order. You talking against things you don't know. You need to come and, and lay at our feet. He said that on TV. I was like, I ain't. I ain't laying nowhere. <laughs> if I faint, I'm a faint standing up. <laughs> this preacher, he began, to, he began to reveal all those things to me. And that night, I'd never forget that night, it was time for me to speak. And I walked up on that stage. My wife wasn't there. It was just me and my brother-in-law. And I, the, the words of the Lord, the words of this, this man, all of it came to me. Preach the gospel. Preach the word regardless. Let me tell you something, what, what happened in Hampton, uh, Virginia. I spoke that message. And I mean, I saw the five percenters in there. And they were looking like demons looking at me. And I remember the words of the Lord. Don't look at the faces look at my world and so I look past them and I begin to see the hurt from their fathers and the hurt from their families and I begin to see all of that and I just kept it that way and I kept preaching and I was doing the truth behind hip hop I was doing the first one and I, I was doing it and everybody just y'all everyone got up and just started leaving in the middle of my message literally and I was like what's going on and one of the brothers said no no come here come here and I said what is it he said they're going to get all of their stuff and I said, what, they're going to get their stuff? They start coming back with trash bags full of CDs and fraternity and sorority paraphernalia and just everything they had, all of the stuff. Even the 5% guys that were protesting outside got convicted when they began to see them. Because at first they were trying to stop them and then something happened. And when I opened up that altar, all of those dudes, the 5% dudes came to the altar that night. And the power of God hit that university like I've, I mean, like I've never, I've never seen it that strong doing this message. And there was no emotion attached to it because I was talking. I was just showing the pictures and preaching the message. And they got convicted and went and got things. Look at somebody and say, preach the word. Y'all, it's the word that does this. Now, understand something. When the 
when the apostles and those that followed Jesus and the disciples, they didn't have no PowerPoint. They didn't have microphones. They walked under the power of the Holy Ghost and talked. And the talking of the gospel turned this world upside down. You know it now because they talked it. The gospel is the good news of Jesus Christ and how he died so that our sins can be what? Forgiven. So if I'm up talking about how you can get famous, how you can be somebody, how your dream, whatever your dream. And I always, man, y'all always throw up a red flag when you hear a preacher talking about your dream. Because that ain't scripture. For you to be concerned about your dream of being somebody. It's okay to have an aspiration. Yeah, I want a, I, I want a good job. I want to be, you know, be successful, whatever in that case. But I mean, trying to just my dream of being somebody and folks knowing me as something. That's the opposite of self-denial. You serve God and let God decide who you should be. I mean, but if I do that, I might, I mean, I want to be a doctor. God had a doctor. Luke was a doctor. Luke was a doctor and wrote about a man he never really met. Jesus. He wasn't with them. Look at somebody. Wait a minute. Matthew, Mark, Luke. No, he wasn't with them. He wasn't one of the twelve. Can I keep preaching in here? Mark 16 and 15. And he said unto them, go ye into all the world and do what? Preach the gospel to just the blacks. You mean the Edomites too? Every creature. Is the Edomite a creature? The white man, the one that enslaved us? Yep. Preach it the same way you preach it to the blacks that enslave folks. Act like black people didn't have no slave. Don't you know when they freed the slaves in America, some of the freed slaves went and got slaves? The good news also consists of his message to us. And how he showed us a better way to live and heal from our what? Issues. It's right here. Luke 4 and 18. The spirit of the Lord. This is Jesus talking. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. You can't preach without the spirit of the Lord. Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal who? The brokenhearted. To preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind. But here's the one. And to set at liberty them that are what? Bruised. Those with issues. To set you free from your issues. That's what the gospel is here for. That's what being saved is. How are you going to have a church full of saved folks 
and you're never addressing the issues. You're not going to dance and shout that away or do like some of these African preachers and punch and kick and punch. You're not going to make it go away like that. You got to deal with it. Why are those churches still open? They ain't doing nothing but making the pastor feel good because he's trash in his house. Y'all gathering to make him feel good. But all them problems in your family. He came to set at liberty those that are bruised. Can I keep preaching? It's okay to be excited about coming to Christ and accepting him. Oh, yeah. That's why I don't do the music thing and call people up. The folks that got saved in Canada when I, when I did the altar, I went and had no music. I don't want no music playing. Make a decision to come up here. Make a decision. What you need music for? Music drawing you. Every chord. It's hypnotized. So I don't need you that excited about coming to Christ. I need some sorrow. Oh, see, that's too old school for somebody. You ought to be feeling like crap. The closer you get to the light, your dark ought to start showing up. The darkness ought to, you ought to get, I mean, you should be getting lower and lower as you approach the front. You standing before the holiness of God? Oh, come on now. You ain't going to be doing that arrogantly. With your self-image projecting who you are? That's not salvation. You got to be broken. Godly sorrow does what? Leads to repentance. You should be sorry that you so sorry. Amen? I don't need to see nobody still getting praise and glory and you were trash. And God has elected you under salvation. You ought to feel real bad about the stuff you did. Come boldly. Come boldly. That ain't what that's saying. There's no sinner coming boldly before God. So it's okay to be excited about coming to Christ and accepting him. But there is a painful part to this process as well. Y'all remember the old church? If you came with a smile on your face, you need to go get in the car. You ain't for real about it. You don't want this. Remember, they'd make you sit down. Oh, no, no, baby, you ain't right. Yo, no, 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 you too happy. You don't want this. You ain't sad enough. Then they make you tarry for days. You wasn't sad. You gonna be sad. Sad from hunger and thirst. But they were breaking your will. So you don't have no arrogance coming to God. Who are we? Look at somebody say, who are you? To sit up in the face of God and think we something. Like he owe us this. Matthew 19 and 22. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowfully. For he had great possessions. This is talking about the rich young ruler. He didn't want to give up his stuff. So he went away sorrowfully after God told after Jesus told him one thing you lack. Sell everything you have. Give the money to the poor so you can have riches in heaven. Then you can come. Meaning, give yourself up and your reputation up. And let me give you a new one. Bible said he was sorrowful and walked away. 
What did Jesus, did Jesus call him back? No, no, really. Come on back, man. Really, you need to do this. No, Jesus was like, all right. You ain't going to be no good to me. No way. If that's what's in your heart, you need to walk away. That's best for both of us. Can I keep preaching in here? Any man that attempts to preach the good news of Jesus or the gospel or the word without preaching the bad news about us is a fraud. Yeah, that's how you know. The Bible said, by their fruit you will know. If they up talking about the goodness all the time, fraud. How many of you know it ain't good all the time? How many of you know you're not good anytime? I need somebody to tell me how wretched. <laughs> Sound like Tony the Tiger. How wretched I am. <laughs> I need somebody to tell me you out of line, bruh. You can't do that and be saved. Saved folks don't act like that. The devil is in that. That's of the devil. That's why you have no peace because you keep doing the devil's work. That's the old language they used to say in church. Yeah. Choose ye this day. I mean, that's what I need to hear. Any preacher of the old good is just, God, ain't he good? Look at your neighbor and say, he's so good. Ain't he good? 15 minutes later, how many of you just know? Oh, deep down in your belly that he's good. Yeah, but they don't say nothing about us. And then, you know, I've, I've talked to preachers and they've told me, brother, let me tell you what's holding EX Ministries back. Okay, everybody knows this thing. Oh, I used to hate when they did that. They called me in the office after I spoke. See, brother, this was great. Thousands were here. Hundreds came to the Lord. But there's one thing, man. If I could change, oh, mm, I don't want to say it. Then don't. Give me my check and let me go home. There's one. Oh, wait, no. Nah. Oh, okay. There's one thing I could change, but one thing. Calling these names of folks, man. I mean, you just didn't call the names, you know. I, if I were you, I'd just stop calling names. Well, you ain't me. I'm me because I call names. So you keep preaching that jive turkey message you preaching. Second Timothy 4 and 2, preach the word, be instant in season and when? Out of season. Reprove. Rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and what? Know what you're talking about. Preaching the word of God consists of us correcting, instructing, rebuking, reproof. So it ain't going to always be good. It's not going to always be good. Sometimes you're going to get rebuked. Anybody ever got rebuked in here? How many ever have I privately rebuked you? Mm-hmm. You get reproved and doing it when it's not considered popular to do. In Jesus' time, it would get you killed. So it definitely wasn't popular to do. Second Timothy 4 and 3, for the time will come when they will not endure, can't even sit through sound doctrine. 
But after what they want to do, they're going to go find teachers to tickle their ears. Make them feel good about what they're doing. So I make a bad decision. I'm going to go find a church full of bad decisions. I'm going to go find a church where it's a bad decision that the pastor is pastoring. Any man that considers how preaching the gospel makes him look in the eyes of others should retire. Okay, how old he is? If he just started, if you're worried about the way you look in front of the eyes of people, you need to give it up. You need to find something else to do. You need to become an entertainer. Start you a YouTube channel of telling jokes or something. But you don't need to be preaching the gospel if you're worried about how people are looking. God does not call men that love their own image more than his. Why would he do that? Matthew 16 and 25. For whosoever will save his life is going to what? And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall what? Find it. We must all be ready to give up our worldly identity for God's identity. Essentially, the word we carry has to change us in order for it to change others. That's why they're not preaching it because it hasn't changed them. They can't preach change if they haven't changed. Something has to change. 2 Timothy 4 and 5. But watch thou. This is Paul telling Timothy. Watch thou in all things. Endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. And make sure you make what? What? Full proof of your ministry. Full proof of thy ministry means that it worked for you. (laughs) It worked for you. You actually have something to tell somebody and proof of it. I don't want to hear you preaching season William Murphy. It's my season. See, I don't want to hear about no season and you on stage with Erica Badu. What season is that? Halloween season? (laughs) Sure, we are excited for those that come to Christ, but the word will prove whether it was a head decision or a true what? See, if if the word isn't being preached, then there's nothing there to divide whether or not the people are really saved. You don't know you saved without the preaching of the word. Romans 10 and 10. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. And with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So with the heart a man believe. Not the head. The heart. It's different. When conviction of the word hits the heart. It begins to heal it. Speak to it. Some of these folk ain't saved. Some of y'all ain't saved. Ain't got to your heart. That's why you treat people so bad. (laughs) You can't treat people that bad and have God's spirit in your heart. You hate people. You hate white people. You Hebrew Israelite. Hate is in your heart. That's not the spirit of the Lord. Preaching the word will always cause true conversion because it is the word that divides the real from the fake. That's why they can't preach the word because they want to keep members. Once you go to preaching the word, the fake folk going to stop coming. We have a small percentage of fake folks in here. They in here. 
but a small percentage. You know why it's small? Because the word gets preached. They get exposed. It's hard to come in here and watch everything you posting online get preached against on Sunday. And now when you walk in, everybody looking at you like, you sit down, security sit right next to you, no matter where you sit. Wasn't even a seat there. They put another seat there. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to keep up that charade. That's why they don't last long. The fake Hebrews and stuff, they don't last long. It's hard to do that when it's getting preached against. See, the Bible says it like this. Hebrews 4 and 13. For the word of God is what? <laughs> it don't take long. It's quick and what? The word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the what? <laughs> ah, the divided of soul and spirit all the way down to the joint and the marrow. It is a what? <laughs> it's going to figure you out. It's going to tell on you. It's a discerner of the thoughts and the what? Intent of the heart. That's the Bible. Some in my house is just not right. I don't have to go ask everybody, hey, are you all right? Everything? Oh, no, no, no. I just get the Bible. The Bible gets the discerning. Going through the house, finding stuff. Come in the church. I ain't got to meet with the elders and say, hey, are you, is every, are you seeing everything? Have you seen anything that we need to deal with? Uh, you, you seen anything? We, I don't have to do that. I just get the word. Word goes through the crowd and begins to discern the thoughts, the intents of the heart. I know your intent when you speak to me. Summary. When the word of God is not preached, the people will be what? When the word of God is not preached, the people will be what? Confused. A man that does not rightly divide the word because of his own personal agenda is a false prophet. If you're not in this to teach the truth, you're a false prophet. If you're hiding the truth, you're a false prophet. If you're scared to allow truth in your facility, you're a false prophet. Why would God need a pastor to preside over people but hide the truth from them? That man is unnecessary. Why would you be in a church that's not church? Why would you be under a pastor that's not pastoring? A shepherd that's not leading? Why do folk go to these churches? God doesn't need another dead church to open. How many of you know that? Some of these churches need to just close. Just close. Since I've, since I've gotten 50, they don't call me no more. You know, a lot of them used to call me, brother, what you think I ought to do? And I'd be like, man, it's just going to take some prayer, whatever. Now that I'm 50, what you think I ought to do? Stop. <laughs> just stop. Just stop. Just, just close it up. Close it down. Said that a few times, I don't get my phone don't ring no more. And they know I'm 50 now. I, ain't, I don't have the tolerance to even, no, no, brother. Give it up. It's been many years you've been doing this and you still can't get under the, from under the claws and fingernails of your wife. So you need to just end this. Put her on the phone. She enjoyed. Put her on the phone. 
I need to talk to who's, who's in charge. Brother, this ain't helping. I've been talking to you for years and it ain't helped because you ain't in charge. I need to talk to the leader. Yeah, that 50, it came in a, man, I don't care. Don't, just don't call. He does not need another, another church hurt YouTube preacher in defiance of God's order. That's all they are. The ones that hate church are church hurt. They don't have no scripture for not going to church. Quite the opposite. But they figured out there's no need to go to church, even though the Bible says that's, that's already a bad sign. God doesn't need another Christian recording artist that promotes his own image in the name of the Lord. You don't need no more celebrities and superstars wearing tight clothes. Why are they clothes always so tight? Why are they shopping in the little boy section? I mean, painting their pants on. God does not need the fame of a celebrity to promote his truth. Does God need somebody famous that'll really help God? But they famous because they... The devil made him famous? He doesn't need another movement, another Christian network. That's one of the worst things ever happened to us is Christian TV. I hate Christian TV. Look at somebody. What? Yes, I do. Because they need money to stay open. If they need money, then they're going to preach money. Don't you understand? That's a conundrum to buy a billion-dollar satellite. That means you need a billion dollars. That means you're going to have to take something out of the word and leave some stuff out of the word to get that billion. You're going to bring a bunch of clowns on there with painted on hair. G.I. Joe hair. Wigs and facelifts. Constructive surgery. Jaws getting full of collagen and Injections. Why your jaws so full? <laughs> when did that happen? <laughs> God does not need another movement, another Christian network, another reformation. This is the new, improved reformation. We reforming something else. Why we keep reforming stuff? Or revival that doesn't highlight his word. Where are the truth preachers? Why do we have more churches than truth? Why do we have more preachers and teachers than power? Where is the message that saves the soul and changes the behavior of God's people? Listen to this, y'all. The power of the Holy Ghost is the spirit of truth. Jesus said, when the spirit of truth has come, it will testify of me. It will lead and guide you in all truth. What will? The spirit of truth. The, look at somebody say, the Holy Ghost is the spirit of truth. Look at somebody and say, the Holy Ghost is the spirit of truth. Wake them kids up and tell them, the Holy Ghost is the spirit of truth. That's the problem. You don't have any power of the Holy Ghost without truth. Your prayer every day should be for God to fill you with his Holy Ghost. Fill me, Lord. Every area that's low, every area that's weak, fill it up with your spirit. 
Don't be waiting on tongues and tarrying and foaming and coughing and spitting. None of that has to happen. Look at the fruit. Judge it by the fruit. Because with the spirit of truth comes the spirit, the fruits of the spirit. Spiritual fruit comes from spiritual truth. The spirit of truth has the spiritual fruit. The love, joy, peace, long suffering. Your behavior. That's the proof. Not tongues. Everybody in the Bible that was filled with the Holy Ghost didn't speak in tongues. No, let's see you act right. That's what they wouldn't do. Oh, they could speak in tongues all like, I mean, looking right at you. We walked in a church one time and it was a woman. And while we were walking in, she just pacing back and forth looking at everybody. I found out later she's a lesbian. I be just sitting there like I don't receive none of this. Lord, close my eardrums. Take the, take the sticks away from the drum, Lord. <laughs> That's it. Okay, here we go. It's time, it's time to stop. <laughs> yeah, they, everybody caught up in that. They caught up in that because it makes them look spiritual. But their life, you know why? Because their life don't look spiritual. Everything about their life is trash. Everything about your life is jacked. But oh, when you get in, in front of the saints, you can speak in them tongues and that's proof that you guys see, I got the Holy Ghost 20 some years ago. Well, it ran out. You got to be filled daily. You got to keep getting filled and refilled. I want to hear about what happened 20 years ago. You don't even look like the same person. The way you look now need to get filled. <laughs> once you stop preaching the truth and start trying to draw people to yourself you have abandoned the power of the Holy Ghost and exchanged it for your own selfish agenda this is what's wrong with the church now it's about your own agenda the Holy Ghost only partners with us when we are ready and willing to receive and what? Preach the truth. Whether people want to hear it or not, no matter how unpopular it is, you must what? Preach the word. Peter says, but there were false prophets also among the people. Even as there shall be false teachers among you. And they're going to privately bring in damnable heresies. Mixing. That, a damnable heresy is mixing the truth of the Lord with a lie. Even denying the Lord that brought them. Meaning they started with the Lord. Now they're not even with the Lord. They're about themselves. And they're going to bring upon themselves what? Swift destruction. We see swift destruction one way, and that's death. God going to kill them. They're going to drop dead. No, 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 that's not swift destruction. Look in their homes. That's where the destruction hits. And many shall follow their pernicious ways, by reason of whom the way of truth shall be what? What? The way of truth is going to be evil spoken of? That means the person preaching the truth is going to be the one that's wrong. 
They're going to call him a Pharisee. They're going to tell him, you're a legalist. You don't understand what God is doing. Holiness, you see, you still, you, you don't understand. You're keeping God in a box. And through covetousness, shall they with feign words make merchandise of you. All you are is money. Whose judgment now of long time lingereth not, their damnation, what? Slumbereth not. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of the Adamant Believers Council in North Richland Hills, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas 76124, or donate online at exministries.com.